0: Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. And since it's Monday, you know it. It's that time of the week to welcome back on the program the one and the only Sadia Osmani. Sadia, good to see you. Good morning. I wish everyone was so excited yeah. as you to see me. I am very happy to see you. It's like something I look forward to every weekend. It's like, yes, it's Monday. It's nice, isn't it? It's a good And It's feeling. always nice
1: to think, what is she going to talk about yeah. today?
0: Yeah, I wonder. I do wonder about that. So, what have you got for our listeners well, today? Well, I spent my
1: whole week looking for something interesting. I think okay and I did actually pick up an interesting article and I think this is um a subject that I think a lot of people perhaps you've experienced it certainly with a family member or yourself maybe at some point um but you know Alzheimer's is what I was going to talk about and dementia because um I was reading an article about it recently and I think a while back I saw a film where well the famous one is obviously something like notebook and stuff and and um and you know these films really do have an impact and and just the whole thought of it and I think lots of people kind of do live in this real fear that they may get something like that or obviously they know somebody who's going
0: through it and it's it's quite heartbreaking it really is just robs the person and and their family yeah yeah and I
1: think it's more, more than anything else it's also quite sort of It's incredibly damaging to the people who are surrounded by you and stuff because, you know, if you lose your memory, if you lose an idea about who they are and what they are and things like that, that can be really quite hard, you know. But generally, I mean, what I was looking at was there was an interesting article about where five experts actually went through and said, look, this is how it's all about prevention as well, that there is a certain, there's no cure for it as such, but there is a way that you can try and perhaps live a lifestyle that's better
0: yeah to reduce the risks for it yeah. yeah
1: yeah so for for somebody who's not reason you know familiar with it there's a progressive neurological disorder and it affects the brain and uh, it leads to sort of memory loss and cognitive decline and lots of behavioral changes and it's the most it's the most common cause of dementia accounting for 60 to 70 percent of all cases um, and the World Health Organization and uh, say that an estimated 50 million people world wired are living with dementia and they were living with it in 2020 and approximately 60-70% of these cases were basically Alzheimer's disease um, and it just seems like it is it is something that affects the whole population number of people affected is expected to increase as the global population increases as well and, and with age as well um, and then you know there's no real um, you know Clear clarity in terms of if you're high income or you know your geographic location it can happen to anyone you know but generally they do think that you know with high income perhaps people have other kind of pressures on them and all sorts like um so regional variations um it says you know alzheimer's disease varies across regions high income countries tend to have a higher prevalence due to longer life expectancy and better diagnostic capabilities um and some of the things that they're saying the risk factors um age is obviously one of the most greatest risk factors and, and i see i remember um my husband's uh, grandfather and I remember seeing him and I remember meeting him for the first time and he kind of asked me, oh, so where are you from and what do you do? And and then about five minutes later, he said, oh, you know, where are you from and what do you do? So it was like he'd just forgotten completely what he'd asked me. Um, but you just go with it. You just think, okay, and you just do it with the same enthusiasm that you did the last time. Um, So risk factors, obviously, age is one thing. And obviously, they're saying like after the age of 65, other risk factors include, you know, if there is a family history of Alzheimer's, Um, genetic factors like you may have suffered some sort of a head injury or certain lifestyle factors such as smoking, physical inactivity and uncontrolled sort of high blood pressure. I think the physical inactivity is one of the paramount things, it seems, and, you know, just brain activity. Um, And prevention, they're saying there's obviously no cure for Alzheimer's at the moment. However, there is growing evidence that certain lifestyle choices reduce the risk and or delay it, you know. um, So that would be like physical exercise, um, engaging in regular physical exercise, such as walking, swimming or aerobic exercises. Um, And also like, you know, Doing things like crosswords and stuff, or learning a new skill, um, playing mahjong is yeah, a good one, or yes, you know, or definitely. learning a language where your brain has to kind of start moving again yeah. and start thinking, and there's lots more activity. Um, and in terms of diet, you know, things like fruit, vegetable, whole grains, lean proteins, healthy fats such as those found in fish, nuts and olive oil, um, they all help to support kind of brain health. Mental stimu- stimulation, as I said, and that was like, like you know, reading, um, doing puzzles, learning new skills and social engagement, you know, just to be able to kind of chat with people and and learn about people and, and talk to them and things like that and managing sort of men- medical conditions it's important that you control and manage sort of certain conditions such as diabetes and high blood pressure high cholesterol um, because all of these can sort of increase the risk of these um, alzheimer's but it was interesting because what they did in this article and this is actually in scmp you may have seen it but um, they went to sort of five experts. So the first person um, that they talked to was the Andrew Lees, who's a professor of neurology at the University College London. And he's the author of Alzheimer's, The Silent Plague and Brain Spotting. That's his book. And he says that there's not much that you can actually delay it by. But basically, it's, it really stands clearly that a healthy lifestyle is important and he says you know regular exercise, a healthy diet, no smoking or alcohol and above all try to have a positive outlook on life so that kind of negativity of seeing you know the glass half full, half em- half whatever, full whatever or empty
0: isn't it? I am confused there You can't even say it's half empty yeah. because you're such an optimistic uh, uh, yeah, person I, yeah. I must
1: admit I try and see I always feel that um, there's it's a Reason for everything, sure, you know, yes. and you have to. There's no point getting bogged down by stuff. You have to just work your throat Just roll with it. You have to yeah. go. You have to move it. And he says, use your brain with games like crosswords and sudoku and get out of your comfort zone and learn new skills. And he says, medically, it's important to have an annual check of blood pressure, glucose and fasting lipids, all of which, if if they're abnormal, you can slightly increase the risk. And then um, moving over, it was to Timothy Kwok. He's the professor of geriatric medicine at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. And he said, my top advice for brain health in old age is to use your brain more by remaining socially engaged and learning new things so it's the same things that keep coming through and and if you think about it compared to anything too complicated these are actually reasonably easy to do for us as you know just in our everyday life and then someone called Craig Ritchie who's the professor of psychiatry of aging at the University of Edinburgh he says three specific things we can do to maintain brain health sleep well remain engaged socially and intellectually with the universe around us and never forget what is good for your brain is also good for your heart and vice versa. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and then uh, David Merrill, he's the adult and geriatric psychiatrist at, um, and director of the Brain Health Center at the Pacific Neuroscience Institute in California. And he said, hands down, in one word, exercise, meaning regular physical activity. Frequency, he said, having realistic daily goals for movement, a certain number of steps per day, a number of workouts of a particular type each week, and so on. Aim to meet heart health guidelines, right? and try to move regularly throughout the day. So, you know, I think even as little things like you notice that some people... When they're sitting, my husband does this. When he's sitting there, his left foot is always just shaking, you know. <laughs> and he keeps saying, "Well, this is a, it's just, it's just me. I just do it." But sometimes people do their left foot or their right foot is just like moving up and down constantly.
0: Well, movement is medicine, so I think. Exactly. So
1: maybe <laughs> even that is kind of helping in in some way, you know.
0: And some people have to move a little bit to think, you know. Yeah, it's just concentration, just yeah. I think, and
1: it's like like people rock to and fro when they're trying to memorise something or trying to do something. Or rub their
0: hands yeah, or something. Yeah, there's yeah. something.
1: So maybe you know, this is the body's own way of kind of saying, hey listen just keep moving, just get those fingers moving, get those hands moving mm. and and have some activity. Um, and the last one was David Robinson he's a consultant geriatrician at St. James's Hospital in Dublin and a senior clinical lecturer at Trinity College in Dublin. And he said if you stay physically, socially and mentally actively active, you're risk of dementia in later life can be reduced and novelty is important when we're young everything is new and our brains grow but when we get older we went, we tend to do the same things over and over so go somewhere new go to a different town or cafe visit a museum and get a hearing test as well hearing impairment is an independent risk factor for dementia later in life.
0: That is so true. I've read that because, you know, uh, as you know, my children have hearing loss. So mm. we're in those uh, Facebook groups, and a lot of those are sort of late onset adults who mm. have hearing loss mm. and it's because there's so much concentration involved in listening and hearing and if mm. you can't hear very well you're sort of using your brain power you, yeah. to to concentrate and then something happens in it so they always say like you know get a proper hearing aid yeah or something so uh, that you are using those oh uh, yeah, so yes yeah. or so that you're not Overusing certain Mm -hmm. aspects of your brain. Mm -hmm. I don't know how how they explained it. But just to add to something that you mentioned just now, um, eating healthily and having a balanced diet, having something that's uh, full of omega 3 Mm -hmm. and fish oil or Mm -hmm. omega 3, because that's really good for brain health. And I think that's um, proven. And nuts. If you're going
1: to be snacking, even with children, I think, like, even if kids are snacking and stuff, then, you know, try and avoid, um, you know, crisps and stuff like that. Give them a handful of nuts or something. Fruits and nuts, exactly that's just much healthier Um, and also to kind of I mean kids like uh, and this is for adults too I think like um, if you've got like get a habit of perhaps you know things like celery and and carrots, raw fruit which you can make into sticks, and then you have a nice dip, dip, dip even dip, a yogurt, yeah. and and it's just fun doing that. Like because I think you know especially like when you go to the cinema or when you're sitting there watching Netflix at home or whatever, you know you tend to I don't know what it is the brain you get the just keep, yeah, yeah the brain <laughs> just thinks I need to eat or you know so get the sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds and things like that. Try and have those snacks. And the great thing about pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds is that, you know, if you get the ones that are ready peeled and stuff, you're not getting the salt content sometimes. Um, But you can just be putting, popping one of those in your mouth every so often and then you are chewing and you are just keeping distracted. But, you know, it's it's just this um, sedentary lifestyle, I think, that's so important that you just need to get out. But I think in Hong Kong, I, I generally, I think in Asia, certainly in China um, and, you know, there is this whole thing about Tai Chi and, and you know, people are constantly, I see people walking in the, the parks, streets yeah. constantly like yeah, tapping, you know, themselves. tapping themselves. Yeah. And, and you know, it might look, it seems so odd here. You you never see it in the UK. You ah. never see anyone Oh, the gong and the pop are always
0: tapping their yeah. heads, tapping their faces, yeah. their shoulders. And,
1: it, and it's yeah. such a good thing to be able to do that without embarrassment because if you go to the UK or generally if you go to the States or whatever, in the Western countries, you don't actually see because people are very self-conscious about stuff ah. like that.
0: And people might think, oh, why, yeah, why are they tapping? So but it's a type like, of...
1: But now yeah. with so many people... Blood flow You to the see surface. it now, yeah. and, and things are becoming more trendy, and, and people are becoming more accepting yeah. of it. But years and years ago, if you kind of did something like that just walking the street, people, people think do. you're a bit mad. But here, like now, it's people are more aware of these things. And it's so good that, you know, you can actually do that. And you should be able to do that in a public place. Like, exactly. it's not a problem.
0: So one thing about um, Alzheimer's, the, we've only got a few minutes bef- before the news. Is also the caregivers and the role of the caregivers. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the story of meeting um, your husband's grandfather, and and um, and he, you know he asked you where you're from, and then five minutes later he asked yeah, you where you're from, yeah. and you played along with it. I think with caregivers, there's that fatigue and yeah, that exhaustion of yeah. playing along. Because one time um, I interviewed, so uh, there's a Chow, Charles Gao Foundation here in Hong Kong. <laughs> Charles Gao was like the father of fiber optics, you know, with the Nobel Prize and, and whatnot. So his um, his widow, uh, Gwen Gao, um, has done several interviews with Radio 3. And one time when I spoke to her, and she said it in such a poignant way, you know. She said, caring for, for Charles was... Was what she had to do, but there were times when she felt angry about mm. it and she felt frustrated about mm. it. Like something as simple as, and she gave this as an example. He would he would come out and be, like, and you know this is you have to realize that Professor Charles Gal was like you know a physicist and mm. such a bright mind, and then to have this awful disease like Alzheimer's, he'd just come out of his room and be like, "Where's where's the toilet?" and and you know she'd direct him where the toilet is. But then after a while, she's like how can you not know you've lived in this house for 20 years how can Mm, you not know it's hard and it's hard but he really just doesn't know and 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 so then she had to sort of adjust her mentality and just realize you know and and it's really hard being that caregiver because you're so used to seeing your spouse in a certain way and the memories of you know and and just to to realize that that person is no longer there I think or, that is actually, and it's something that we never
1: incredibly really, hard. I yeah. think we forget sometimes, regardless of whether it's Alzheimer's or anything else. If somebody has an illness. Um, they have the illness, they're mm. living with it They have to deal with it And, But for the people who are caring for them The strain of caring for them And because their whole life is disrupted Their whole normality of things And the, and the support, certainly with Alzheimer's The support that you would get from a spouse oh. You know, the company that you get The interaction that you have Suddenly if that was to stop I can't imagine like how devastating that could be And that's where it's so important that you know that spouse that person in the family needs to have um, additional care and I'm saying this purely I you know all of this subject that we're talking about today is really just done on a personal level this is chinwag this is not a medical discussion or anything like that but just generally from your own viewpoint I can see how hard it is because it only takes like one day where you know someone in your family is ill for just a day or two days, right? And then you just think, okay, you're running around, you're making sure that they're fed, you're making sure that they're okay. And, they and imagine live. if that disease And, and that if you did that day, day exactly. in, day out, it yeah. takes its toll. It does. And that's where, you know, other family members need to be aware that, you know, when somebody is diagnosed with Alzheimer's, yeah. that obviously they are going to need a huge amount of support, but also that family member or that family almost has to get together and try and provide that support It's for just people. such a
0: sad disease and it's just mm. such an unfair disease it really just yeah. robs so much away yeah. I'm, I'm so worried about yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, no. and I think,
1: and I think there, isn't, there is a kind of fear in everyone. In everyone's because mind. Yeah, yeah, because there is a fear because I think we also become a little bit self-conscious, like I, I think my husband was just saying some, to me something recently and he said, oh do you remember when we went to that place and we did this and we had that to eat and And I said, "Um, you know, I just don't remember. I can't remember. At I all. have moments like that, and I
0: wonder if and our listeners have. I get so but, worried. Yeah, if yeah, our I'm listeners sure do get paranoid, does. and you, and you, you wonder if COVID had an effect, because some yeah. people say COVID has yeah. an effect on our memories as well. And yeah. what other? I
1: think my memories, and then and then when I say to my husband, "Oh my God, do you think there's something wrong?" He goes, "You've always been like that."
0: Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's comforting. You know, because with Alzheimer's, it's that buildup of the amyloid plaque. Inside mm. and it stops mm. all the synapses. It stops all the messages del- being delivered from one cell to another, mm. and and all of that. I wonder if, it, I mean. Sure, you, there are tests, but I wonder if there are any sort of easy diagnostic tests. That you well, can,
1: well, they do. I mean, yeah. I was watching something a the other day. Test? Yeah, I was watching something just last night, actually. And um, they do MRI scans that's and things right. like that. So yeah. they do these things and they can see a red in this particular program I was watching yesterday. Um, I think it was called Shape Pets, Up. Pet Scan yeah, as well. So yeah. you can see that there's a certain colored bit in the brain which gets high. And they say, and they that's why they can give you the diagnosis and say, yes you've got it coming and it will only increase that you know, and the thing space. is it starts
0: from when we're about thirty or forty, there's like that Yeah. It b- builds up basically, yeah. but does it build up to the point?
1: Well, we we don't yeah. know and and uh, you know, we would need to have some medical person to be able to answer those questions. Yeah, but I, I think I,
0: before I had a doctor coming on yeah. to talk about Alzheimer's and they said basically it starts from when you're middle aged. Yeah. Um, so this the, is the, why the it's so important. Plush. So we all have it. It's yeah. just whether or not it reaches that sort of threshold yeah. level. Yeah. Um
1: but you can. it's quite surprising if you think, you know, where you mention this particular person that, you know, if there's someone's a physicist, somebody's spent their whole life working and and their brain has been active, and then you think if they were to get it, then you think, okay, like what was not being? Maybe it was just brain activity. Maybe it wasn't so much exercise. Who you knows. know, it's yeah. just. I it, mean, there's God knows. no
0: sort of one cause or. We causes. have no idea, yeah. but I
1: think all we can do is certainly. It always boils down to a healthy lifestyle good food and, um, you know, being sensible and not going on binges and drinking too much. Or and, and
0: having, yeah, I, I read somewhere because I, I saw that you chose chosen this topic, having a really sweet diet as well, cutting down on sugar. Oh, so also. it's moderation and yeah. everything, isn't it? Just exactly. always the same things. Yeah. But, you know. Oh. Food for thought, Sadia. Thank you so much for choosing such an important topic. It's it's a heavier topic, but it's good that, you know, we know that there are ways that perhaps we can reduce our risk factors. Thank you so much for choosing this chinwag. Until next, well, next week is a public holiday. So we'll see if we can get you back on during the week or the week after. Thank you so much, Sadia.